I'm Taylor Strecker, host of Younger Uncovered, the podcast dedicated to all things younger. We have a very special bonus episode for you. It's the full audio of the cast and show creator, Darren Starr, speaking on a panel at the Tribeca Film Festival about the season six premiere. It's full of behind-the-scenes stories and insights into the show, just like the podcast. So check it out and subscribe to Younger Uncovered to go deeper into what it takes to make younger. Wow. How, what'd you guys think of that episode? Woo! Seeing Liza and Charles together was so different of an experience. Sutton and Peter, can you talk a little bit about how different it felt to shoot some of those scenes? <laughs> oh, great. I mean, I feel like we've been waiting so long for so <laughs> many of those things. Like last season, we finally... Well, did it a lot together. of things, but um, but it was like there was always so much anticipation. So now it's it was like so much fun to actually see them as a real couple. Um, th- I, before I answer the question, I just want to say the probably the most important thing for me is my um my incredible mother is here tonight. Yeah. Um, oh, hi, mom. And Give my her sister a round of Nina. Um, and my nephew Henry. So I just wanted to say that <laughs> first of all, see right there. Mom. And I have Victoria um, here. Hi, Victoria. It's my girlfriend's daughter. I noticed since she's born. Hi. Um, and, and now to the question. Um, uh, so, uh, yeah, it was, I think you said it in a word. It was great. It was really nice. And it was finally, uh, it was lovely to have finally arrived and to be these two adult humans um, planning their future together. So, um, and, and it's also credit... Uh, I've said this so often now to the writers, because I Woo! think they um, were sitting right there. By the way, I think um, the writer of this episode, Eric Zicklin, is out there in the audience who wrote this episode with his wife, Dottie, so. Yes. Um, and I think our, our writers just, they write human beings, um, and human beings and relationships are, are complicated, and that's a good thing, so. Absolutely. Well, Darren, can you talk a little bit about how different writing them as a couple was in the writer's room? Was it a different vibe in there? You know, I kind of feel like there's that having something like this out in the open was, first of all, people have to find out about it on the show. Characters that did not know about this relationship. Like Like who? Like Diane. (laughs) I'm sorry, whom? Like Diana, who's always the last to know everything, by the way. Um, You know, I think this show is becoming less about Liza's secret, um, more about the challenges that her secret has created and and sort of this tangled web of relationships that all these characters have with each other now. And it's not about Liza keeping a secret, but I think it's, it's very much about the relationships and also the passion that everybody has for work and specifically working in the publishing industry, which is not the most thriving of businesses, but but these are characters that really have a passion for it and want to keep it alive and sort of the lengths they, they, um, that they go to to pursue their careers is very much what this season is about. Miriam, I do want to talk about what Diana thought, especially because she didn't has, faze her, didn't phase her at all. No, she has this look right when she finds out, and I was wondering, and I'm sure that a lot of people in the audience were wondering if it had anything to do with Diana's former crush on Charles or I, disappointment I, I, in I'm her protege. I'm not sure. Crush. I'm not sure. I know what you're talking about. What could you mean? I've never played that. <laughs> um. Yes. I mean, I think. Initially, the shock would be that, and there would be a, a moment of that, but I think what I was feeling and trying to portray, and what was in the writing, too, is that I think 
that this relationship has become very, very important to Diana and that she trusts Liza and that she's opened up to her in a way that she, it's not easy for her to open up. And so there's a sense of betrayal, not because she's you know, still the boy I like, but it's it, because she was not honest and open with me and I sort of was made, or was feel like the fool at that point. Um, yeah, and betrayal is tough, you know, so it's tough for both of us. So yeah, it was a, an emotional scene, I know, which I love. I love the writers for, for giving us that. Well, Sutton, I mean, speaking of making her, leaving her the fool, why didn't Liza take that opportunity of that reveal to tell her her real age? It's a good question. <laughs> I know, I, that is a good question. Um, and I don't know what will happen when Diana finds out oh my God. someday. <laughs> I know, it's, it's, it's a lot. And I do, this relationship, the Diana-Liza relationship is so special. And, and uh, I think they understand one another. And, and so, yeah, I don't know why Liza no, did We always feel like it's a burden for any character to ha have to keep somebody else's secret. And I think that does feel like a burden she doesn't want to impose on on people, and it's kind of like you know one sort of one bomb at a time. So uh, she's being gentle. Yeah, didn't want to kick her when she was down with your awesome shoes. I'm, yeah, I don't want to be kicked with those shoes either. <laughs> so Nico, I'm wondering about that final moment with Josh and Liza. Yes, uh, that was. Quite a little, maybe, There's maybe never a bookend. Be a final moment between a final Josh of and this, Liza. Of the Let's episode, just be honest of the here. <laughs> well, I guess that's my question because because some people might think that this was him officially moving on. Mm. I, I vote not. But there's also like a possible rekindling on top of that. <laughs> <laughs> That's what it said in the script. That's exactly right, what it said. I got in the excited. Script. That's what it possible said. Possible rekindling? It's question mark. <laughs> <laughs> Um, you know, relationships change and evolve, and Josh and Liza are never going to be what they were, but they're going to become something different, you know? And that's really beautiful and should be celebrated. They are there for each other. Um, I mean, Liza showed up in Ireland for the wedding, like, as a friend. That's incredible. And, yeah, what was the question? But, but you know, the, the obstacle to their relationship for a long time is the fact that Liza didn't want to have another baby, and now Josh has one. Yeah. So they are ready to get back together. Let's go. I don't want to, like, what are we doing here? Problem solved. <laughs> are Josh and Claire going to give it another go? Relationships change, you know? Um, they, they have to be in each other's lives for this baby moving forward. And they create something really beautiful um, that I don't think is really seen on television all the time. And it's special. Yeah. Darren, will we be seeing that birth this season? Oh, yes. I have, oh, I, I have yes. writers out there yeah. that are smiling right the now birth. thinking about the answer to that question. Yes. Right. Now, Josh having a baby kind of screws up a living situation. for So Molly and Hillary, what is that going to mean for this apartment? This apartment just keeps getting bigger and bigger and bigger. No, it keeps getting smaller. Can I ask you guys something? Could I ask all the writers who are here to stand up? Yeah, because we have an up. amazing writing oh, staff. Yeah. And they're yeah, get up. I can't see who's here. We love you guys. Right now we're kind of all helping out. Yeah. I mean, we're not, 
we work a lot. We, these are, uh, you know, work-driven people. So the baby hasn't been, like, trouble for us. Maybe you a little bit more than me. There's, yeah, there's certainly Kelsey likes uh, babies. a trouble moment with the baby. You know, it takes a village, really. <laughs> takes I guess a village. to answer your question, the apartment uh, turns into a semi-functional, like, clown car. Yeah, for which it's been it, for yes. a minute. It's a tiny, teeny, tiny Williamsburg apartment that mm. three adult humans are living in. But we in. actually don't shoot a whole bunch in it this season. No, yeah. we have a shot a lot more every other season. Every other season in the apartment, yeah. We're out. Have you baby-proofed it like millennials do? No, not at all. Oh, yeah. No. Once she starts toddling, you got to baby proof that. Oh, toddling? <laughs> toddling. Well, I feel like Kelsey's got this big new job and probably a decent salary to go with it. Maybe doesn't need to be rooming with two other people in a tiny Williamsburg apartment. I don't think Kelsey's taking her salary home at the moment. I think everything's being poured back into the business that's struggling right now. Fair. Let's I like how you look to me. But she's still like, it's like all like your it's fault. My fault yeah. right? She's still <laughs> wearing Gucci. Nope. It's going lot. into your golden parachute. <laughs> right. It's going to my what? Into my golden, golden parachute. You're yeah. damn right. <laughs> so, Darren, let's talk about that musical number. Because this audience went bananas for it, rightfully. Jolly. Wait, let's give them all one more round of applause for those beautiful voices. It took us six seasons, or five full seasons, to get to this point, which maybe was a little too long. What? Well, for what, all these three to perform together in a musical number, I mean, we're so lucky <laughs> to have such incredibly gifted performers who are singers. People, you know, don't know that these ladies are all amazing singers, and I think we're also we and know. dancers. We know. Nobody, nobody knows. <laughs> Not. I love when they go up to sudden, wow, you're on Broadway too? Um, <laughs> but we love the opportunity to give them an opportunity to showcase that. And it's just fun. It's fun for us. There's going to be more this season. Yes. Some unexpected dancing. Yes. <laughs> what was shooting that like for you guys? So fun. I mean, it's one of the greatest songs ever written by one of the greatest stars, Dolly Parton. And I fulfilled my fantasies for getting to sing with Hilary Duff and Sutton Foster. I got to pretend I was Lily Tomlin, which I do anyway in my life. <laughs> um, dream come true, right? Just bucket list, bucket list, bucket list, yeah. yeah it was awesome. I mean, I'd never been to Marie's Crisis before. I didn't realize how small it was. It's tiny. It's tiny. But it was really awesome. And I love that you guys found a way to organically infuse music and to have us sing that actually furthered the plot and connected us as right. characters, yeah. which made it feel like authentic and real. It was so fun. It was so fun and gave us the best line. I mean, people in the 80s actually worked from 9, nine to 5. five. It's one I of mean, the best yes. lines ever. Yeah, but is that true? It's more true than it is now. <laughs> we also You're have so been young. singing it ever <laughs> since. We I also am. have been really singing am. 9 to 5 ever since Non-stop. we shot that, which was the very first week of shooting. And now anyone who hums a lyric late night on set, we're like, no. It's just like I do it a lot. Get out of your head, right? Everyone's yeah. head. Yeah. I also have to say that after the table read, uh, Nico and I approached Darren. <laughs> <laughs> we, we were like, hey, uh, so, uh, I don't know, just wondering if you could, uh, I don't know, maybe incorporate us into that scene. Well, in the script, <laughs> there was a line that was like, and there is a drag queen dressed as Dolly Parton. I was like, that's me. Like, 
I'm gonna I'm gonna play that yes. role, right? And once Darren promptly <laughs> said no, like I don't know if you guys are gonna be able to be in. No, this. you, you we wanted like, to do it. Well, no, we both Nico and I were like, well, right. we can be we can be extras. It's fine. Just put us just let us be in the bar. Let's just let, we just want to be there. <laughs> we just want to be there. You're gonna put a wonderful drag queen out of a job, Nico. <laughs> I <laughs> wouldn't be the first time, Henny. She was so beautiful. <laughs> well. <laughs> so, so no one got to come and watch during that scene. I imagine in part because Marie's crisis is so small. It's tight. Oh yes, it's 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 a tight squeeze. Just even like being around Video Village at Marie's crisis is a tight squeeze. I have to say, there's also a lot, there's also singing that that um, never makes it on the screen. Like the other day, we were shooting in the conference room, and all of a sudden, um, Miriam and Sutton, the Little Mermaid. <laughs> just all of a sudden as a gift to all of us. And they just looked at each other and just went, oh, yes, we're going to do the whole thing. It was like, yup. And we all just enjoyed. So it well, was, it was, it's really quite something. So there's a lot of singing that goes on. There may also uh, the be dork like is strong within us. a little person in this cast very soon that likes singing a lot. I mean, we sing all the time to this little person. Oh, yes, we do. Yes. Yeah. We have a well. There's a baby. We have a, there's a baby, and a baby. sometimes baby. babies baby. get upset, and we sing to the baby. Just so we sing a lot to the, that, that baby, <laughs> and the baby's just like not impressed. <laughs> like mm, I don't know. Next, is that is that what happened? Was the baby around when you started doing the Little Mermaid? Oh no! Oh no no! That was just we need to hear the story, right? Like, how did the Little Mermaid happen? That, was it that you? Right there. Did you request? Yeah, that, that? was an act. That I was did. An act. We, were, we were just sitting there in between shots, and There's I was like, that... you know what song I just love to hear? Like, not on, not on the uh, radio, or I, it, but like at karaoke. I'm like, Miriam, do you know the lyrics to the Little Mermaid song? She's like, which one? I'm like, the one where she's like, oh, yeah, what do you call them? Feet. <laughs> and I was like, could you sing that one? And then <laughs> you launch into it, and you couldn't contain yourself. <laughs> You're like, but oh. the worst part waters, was that we didn't have any lines. Yeah, I'm, I'm like remembering this, and I'm like, <laughs> guys, I think that it was my close-up. It was and I had a monologue of lines. I'm like, guys, I love you singing The Little Mermaid and all, but can you chill on my close-up? Because I've got two pages of dialogue to sing. We've she's got like, a lot of work to she's do She's like, today, guys, guys, guys so i got to focus. And we're like, oh, sorry, sorry, sorry. We are professionals. I also love The Little Mermaid. <laughs> we're consummate sorry. professionals who maybe break into Disney too. Wait, there's something what's the song, though? How does it go? Look at this stuff. Isn't I'm it not me? falling for that again. Oh, come on, come on, come on, come on, come on. Oh, come cold. on, you know all the Don't words. Don't make me sing. <laughs> we would never. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, I want to record it. Satin, satin, satin. We'll keep going, yeah, okay. So, aside from Little Mermaid, though, what are each of your karaoke go-tos while we're on the subject? Okay, I met my husband, it's a true story, uh, um, Sing Sing in the East Village. Um, he was thinking, yeah, right? And he was singing Highway to the Danger Zone. And um, uh, it, w it was not going well. Um, and he was tanking, he was burning, he was going down in flames. And I was like, I got to help this guy. Um, so I did. And, and now we're married and we have children. It was a highway right to the danger zone. Thank oh. you, Kenny Loggins. Peter. Sorry. I am. Um, <laughs> no, no, no. So, so, the, so the only time that I've ever sung karaoke, I was doing a theater program uh, in Japan, um, and so it was. A, there was. A, I was in a noodle shop in Tokyo, and at three o'clock in the morning, um, and someone handed me a microphone, and then this 
what was basically a soft porn video came on um, of two people mashing in the surf. Um, and I cannot rem and I sang something, but I have repressed the memory and cannot remember the song. So that is my one karaoke experience, which I've tried to forget since. Uh, and you've just brought back, so thank you. You are so welcome. One day you'll remember the song. Yeah, no. Please text me. Did you say mashing in the surf? Yes, I did. Mashing in the surf. Mashing in the surf. Mashing in the surf. Yes. That was the song. No, yes. no. <laughs> yes. Nico, come on. What's your karaoke go-to? Uh, Bohemian Rhapsody. Aww. Little ditty known as. It's a, you know, it takes a village to sing that song. Uh, okay, mine is begrudgingly, like, I regret this, actually. Mine is Stand By Your Man by Tammy Wynette. Uh, but uh, I don't believe in it ethically. Problematic so, for you. Yeah, it's really, really problematic. So I'm searching for a new one currently, and I'll get back to you. No, but the opening lyric to that song, I sing five to ten times a day. Wait, wait, what? The opening lyric. Sometimes it's hard to be a woman. Yes. Yeah, I sing that a lot. So um, that could be the theme. And then just don't finish it. <laughs> Charles. My karaoke go-to? I got two. You guys heard this earlier. Uh, the first one's Kanye West, Gold Digger. Because the bass kicks in and everyone just dances. But so he's not don't... meeting his wife karaokeing to that song. What's that? You're not meeting a wife karaokeing to that song. No, no. <laughs> did, you you, did you tell the story about how you met your husband? Yeah. Oh, you did? I can't. There's feedback. I, 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 I can't hear a thing. I don't understand a word you're saying over there. Can you understand me right now? <laughs> okay. What? <laughs> yes. Okay, so you told the story. Uh, the other one's Johnny Cash. Uh, uh, um, Folsom Prison. Yeah. I hear the train a-coming. Yeah. Uh. Debbie, what's yours? Um, I've never done karaoke ever. I, I, I sing in the shower. I sing everywhere out of my car. Um, I would say probably like... Joan Jett, I Love Rock and Roll. Yeah. Oh, that's because I get my punk on. And then maybe um, the Lauren Hill version of Strumming My Pain With His Finger. Yeah. One time. Yeah, one that time. one. That one. You've never um, done karaoke? I've never done karaoke. Dabby. I know, I know, I know. Get okay. it to me out. Cast party. Yeah, okay. Cast party karaoke. Done, done. That's what okay. we're doing. Yeah. Rap party, rap party. Oh, <laughs> I've done karaoke one time. One time in my whole entire life. What did you sing? Was it a Hillary Duff song? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Was it really? No. Uh, no. Whoa. I did Bonnie Raitt give him something to talk about. Right. Yeah. It was, I had a couple cocktails. <laughs> I, don't, I don't really, I, yeah, I think I've karaoke a couple times, but I like that, the, um, the Africa song. That's it about Africa. The Weezer, she likes the Weezer remix. No, the Weezer, the Weezer original. Cover. I go back. I Toto. like that one. Toto. I like that one. Toto. <laughs> Darren. We're old. Darren, you're up. Darren. I'm saving my uh, singing for my Broadway debut, which is yet to happen. So, you know. Which will be the younger will be about never, musical never. on Broadway starring Darren Sarr. You really don't have a karaoke song? I do not. I Half actually, party. I share Peter's story. I was in Tokyo once. I did <laughs> karaoke. Oh my, oh, wow. Tokyo I really did. Story? I was in Tokyo. I did karaoke in Tokyo, and I literally can't remember anything else about that night. <laughs> you, that was you. That was you were, yeah. It actually wasn't a video. I had the same that was weird video screen. <laughs> I share your experience, honestly. Wow. Yes. Did not expect that response. Because, you know, you don't go to Tokyo. You don't go to Japan and not do karaoke. That, it's oh. just yes. part of any evening. I else. went to Japan. I didn't do karaoke. Oh. Oh, you didn't go to Japan then. <laughs> 
<laughs> no, I did. That's I saw Buddhist funny. temples, bamboo trees. Season seven, we're going to Japan. Season seven. There you go. Well, where do you, where would you guys all want to see these characters go? They Italy. To Ireland. <laughs> I wanted. That was a oh my, that did I say that out loud? That was so weird. Did you guys hear Italy? Because yeah. I just heard that. In the I even heard that over here, Italy. Yes. <laughs> no feet. Come to my house. Yeah. Italy. Fair. So, Debbie and Peter, this was your first scene together. It was great. He was in my apartment, like naked. How, how lucky am I? <laughs> and he's bringing in new furniture that he's buying from my roommate. I love that. I love that kind of guy. He buys her a new bed. I love the line, and tell, tell him our refrigerator's a little old, too. I thought, that was, yeah. <laughs> I thought that was... But it was so nice to have a scene with you. And I think Lovely. That, and I think that, um, I think that this season, there, there is now no one that hasn't had a scene together, which is also... An no, incredible. we've never no, met. We, yeah. Hold on. Who's never met? We've never met. Oh, we've, we've never, never met. met. We've never met. And I made out with her. It, was, it ended up on the cutting room floor. Yes. That is I, true. That happened. But it wasn't about she was saving me in a, in a bad date situation. Yep. A couple drinks and Diana, she'll be out with you. <laughs> well, what do you hope, Charles, what do you hope that scene is when you finally meet Josh? I don't know. They've met. No, we have become, We become roommates, and we just sit on the couch and play Fortnite. And play video games. Yeah, yeah totally. <laughs> Catch up on Game of Thrones. Uh-huh. <laughs> Boys. Did you really haven't, you've never had a seat, you've never met? No, no, no. No, They probably would become pals. We would be good I friends. Can totally, I can totally see it. What oh. I love about this show is that we have such wonderful characters that whenever we put them together, there's a great dynamic no matter who they are and i was sent this caricature today that someone did of all of all of them and it was just so cool to see you guys because you're all such amazing individuals as people truly in life and also as characters on the show and it just inspires us as writers to write for you mm. so sweet it's true heart heart eye emoji <laughs> so debbie why why is Maggie so skeptical of Charles? Um, because it's, that's how it's written. No, I'm kidding. Uh. Um, because um, I, I think that I'm very protective of Liza. And, um, you know, I'm also someone that has loved Josh and has seen a relationship happen. I've seen um, Liza completely vulnerable and broken and risking so much for uh, this man. So when he walks into my home, he's really good looking. You know, uh, he's naked, and um, there's just something. And there, you can just yeah, no, okay, I'll just stop it there. But you know, like I, I think that she's just really protective of her friend, and uh, the other situation just seemed less complicated. This comes with a non-divorce, work, lies, drama, and a lot of that can not play out so well. And, and it makes for good TV at the end of the day. So um, I'm, I'm really supportive of that for Darren. But, uh, you know, I, I, I think that um, as an adult, I don't get to decide who my friend fucks saying you know like she's allowed she's in the to lobby. be an adult and have multiple lovers do what she wants and if she has her heartstrings pulled in one way guess what i'm going to be there to save her and it ends there come on now yeah, yeah. that's friendship. a good friend this show really does 
do these dynamic female friendships so, so well. So thank you, Darren, for showing that and putting that on television and not having women competing and, and but instead supporting each other. Are there moments where you have been hesitant where there maybe would be competition and you've put the kibosh on it? We talk about it in the writer's room, and I think all the writers on the show are really sensitive to the idea that these are women who support each other and are, and whenever they come into conflict, we're, we're aware of what that conflict's about and how it's managed and that there's a, f a friendship and love between them. And there are, they do come into conflict, I would say more this season than other seasons, actually. Um, but I do feel like it's something that um, we have, we really think about a lot. It yeah. seems like it's conflict based on their relationship being true and real, not conflict just because they're catty, yeah. you know, and they're just women are catty. It's, just, it's never that. It never feels like that. It feels like, you know, I mean, what was going on with Diana and Liza was, was based on deep feeling between them, you know, which I really respect and I'm grateful for. Well, speaking of, I'm a little nervous about Molly and Kelsey. Or, uh, sorry. <laughs> about the two of you working together. Um, I think you are. Yes. Why? Living together, working together. Mm. Okay. Uh, uh, okay. Um, I got a little defensive. Um, I feel like there, uh, there's a great, great special thing about Lauren is that she is such a champion of Kelsey. I think Lauren dreams of nothing but just Kelsey going viral. <laughs> and Lauren having created that monster. So it's a... Uh, I, it's funny. I've actually never thought of there even being a hint of competition. Me neither. Me neither. Not at all. Oh, I didn't really... Sorry. I didn't mean it as competition. I, I more mean that there could be some conflict between them. One report, Lauren reporting to Kelsey. You just don't want them living together. You want her to have her own apartment. <laughs> yes. <laughs> does deserve That's it. what it's it is. true. She deserves it. She does deserve it. I, you're squatting, essentially, right now. <laughs> I mean, Lauren, you're squatting. Oh, fully, fully. Did exactly. you see my parents' palace in the West Village? Yes. I think Lauren that. I think York's expensive. We don't know where Lauren lives. <laughs> you don't have a room, she right? Probably does. Somewhere back there. It's somewhere in the apartment. They it's keep. in the hallway that I always walk, like into the abyss and into the studio. <laughs> I think it's really sweet that Lauren is like the only thing that she wants to see is women become bosses. So she's constantly like pushing Kelsey ahead and wanting the spotlight to be on her and wanting to watch her succeed. And she's so confident in sh who she is that she never feels intimidated by that. And then the other tone that happens a lot on the show is like for women supporting each other is it's starting in, in um, Maggie and Liza's apartment where Maggie's sitting there like pushing her out the door, giving her the confidence in the morning to be who she should be and, you know, go out there with all the confidence in the world. And then she brings it to the workplace by lifting me up. And then, you know, now Lauren's in our workspace, which is amazing. And she constantly wants to watch Diana succeed and be the boss that she is. It's really beautiful. Diva. Yeah, Laura, Lauren Diva. is I, most I, definitely I, obsessed with and I Diana. have to say, it, I think that I think to to thread that needle, right? To to have to write a show that is hopeful and optimistic, and and uh, depicts female friendships and relationships in general, that that genuinely hope, um, without being naive and without being maudlin, is such an incredibly difficult thing to do. And I, I mean, it's such a credit. Again, I keep coming back to the writers, to Darren and to our writers, here, that here, they're here. able to do that. And I think that we live in such a cynical age. 
And that is a, that is a sort of a, it sounds so judgmental, but a, but a, a, a lazy default setting of an approach to life. And I think that it is so beautiful to see um, hope and optimism and, and characters hoping for each other. And we do it on the show, and, and we're also very lucky that we like each other so much that we also do it for each other in life. Intensely. You know, and it's, a, it's just a great place to work. So, anyway. anyway. Well, speaking of friendships, let's move on to a certain male friendship. What are Zane and Charles up to? Playing Fortnite. <laughs> Everyone's into it. Don't you secretly wish they were falling in love? <laughs> and who says me? they're not? Is it yes. just me? In my a, a real movie. hairpin turn on the show. <laughs> <laughs> we're not just, taking that one this time. my season. movie. Uh, is that all you're going to tease is Fortnite, really? You I, can't give we, us a we, little. I, come on. We all showed up today. We did it. Come on. Here, I, what I'll say, and I'll speak for you, no. is that I don't think Charles as a character is someone who's going to sit in his PJs and eat bonbons. Like Liza reinvented herself in the first season, I think Charles is now reinventing himself. He's starting from scratch, and he's trying to find out what his next move is. I think they're up to no good. What Possibly. She said. What she but said. I think that as a character, I think it's exciting that Charles is not just sitting idly by. I'm going to say there's some deceit going on, and it's not from her this time. I, I will say that. Oh. I will say that I am the least deceptive person this season. <laughs> I wonder and what Diana has to say love. about that. They're also falling in love. Sorry, I'm spoiling. <laughs> I mean, they're, 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 they're both ambitious men, and in a relationship, you 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 learn and you learn what you are willing to give up and what you're not willing to give up. And we find out the role that ambition plays uh, in Charles's life. Uh, and it might be a new role and the reasons for that ambition, the history of that ambition. Um, and we find that out for, uh, for Zane, season six. Woo. All right, well, we also are gonna be getting a few guest stars this year. We already saw Laura Benanti and Michael Yuri back. Um, and we know that Jennifer Westfeld is coming back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. What can you tell us about that? She's, I mean, Pauline is part of the fabric of Charles's life, and Liza's now, so she's coming back. <laughs> we have two divorces that are not final. That's true. You've paid attention. <laughs> Will one of them be final by the end of the season? I think a lot of things are in flux this season. <laughs> We don't know the end of the season. That's true. Yeah. You, we, you haven't told us what's going to happen. We don't know. You know, Darren. Do you, you know? know? A very strong idea. Yes. <laughs> Will Paul Fitzgerald be on this season? Uh, he threw the him. divorce papers in the trash. He did. That's right. Do you see what it's like? Do you see <laughs> Josh still doesn't have a last name. Yeah. Just throwing that out there. No, Josh has no All right. That's the first order of business, right? It's true. Get like, that. The first page no, of the script is just name? all the characters' names. No. Yeah, and everyone has a first and last name. We know Josh. Josh. Josh's last name is, is not important because nobody's Good calling name. him Mr. Blank. They're calling him Josh. Mr. Josh. I think, I think Josh. Blank should be the last blank. name. Josh Blank. There Josh you go. Blank. <laughs> Wait, what's, what's, the baby's what's the baby's last name? We don't know that either. Oh, hey, hey. Okay. Why can't it be her last name? We'll have an Easter egg. If you want to look at the birth certificate, you just have to blow it up. Okay. I'm here for it. Oh. That's good. Mm. So you hit it. That's what you're telling us. <laughs> the scavenger hunt. 
I wish I was that. So we were all that smart. No, no. But look well, for it. Yes, look for it. Yeah, okay. There's another big guest star coming, and that is Nicole Ari Parker. Uh, is going to play a love interest for Maggie. Debbie, what can you tell us about that? Well, Nicole Ari Parker is on Empire right now, currently. I don't know if you're watching. Um, she's gorgeous. She's African-American. She's got eyes as bright as mine, and she's sexy. She brings it. I'm happy to have another woman of color. Um, and I uh, and she's a fantastic actress, and I'm just so happy that she's joined the cast. Um, yeah, it's great. It's true. Their eyes yeah. next to each other, though, are it's insane. It, it, it's it's insane when they're in a scene and together. And we had this scene where, like, it's like midnight, it's a chilly evening, and we're walking down Fifth Avenue, and we're like about to kiss, and I turn around, and behind me is the Empire State Building in all its glory lit up, and I just love how New York City is such a character in this show, and how we celebrate New York, and I, I it just it was it was magnificent. It made our first kiss much more romantic. Aww. New York makes everything more romantic. It does. It does. Uh, Miriam, you're also directing an episode yeah, this season. Episode. <laughs> She's amazing. Yeah, I directed one last season, and I, and I got to direct another one this season. Thank you, Darren Starr. Did a great job. Incredible. What does it feel like to be behind the camera and doing all of those different roles at the same time? Um, mildly schizophrenic, um, but in a good way. No, I, I it, it was, it's really challenging, but it's really wonderful. Um, it's a little um, heavy with all the Diana jewelry to be running back and forth to the monitor <laughs> in heels. Um, I don't think every director has to do that, but it's pretty fantastic. And I just, I'll say that I already love the cast so much and the crew so much, but getting to direct them, I just fell so in love with them. I got, I'm so in awe of their talent. I'm so in awe of, of how exuberantly they supported me. And uh, it, was, it was really a dream. It's, it's a really fun story to get to tell. You know, I mean, a director, I just, I'm a storyteller, I'm an actor, and being a director, you're, you're building a bigger puzzle telling that story. And I love this show. And I love that I got to be a part of telling that story in a whole new way. I, I have been in TV for 30 years, and I've worked with a lot of directors, drama, comedy. And I got to say, Miriam, by far, being a new director has been incredible. You, you're, you're quick. You get to the heart of the scene. You might give a line reading, but it's like on point. <laughs> Like, amazing, and it's just been, like, such a joy and an honor to, to be directed by you, so I thank you. God, you're so sweet. Thank you. That's so nice. But if you could say it a little more like... No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> so I know all of you have been asked a million times if you're Team Josh or Team Charles. I am not asking that. Thanks. I want to know what your, which team your significant others or your loved ones or your mom's are on. So let's go around, starting with you, Miriam. Um, I would say the person who's the biggest fan of the show in my family is, um, other than me, is my is actually my sister. She gets really, really involved emotionally with it, <laughs> really, very much. Um, and um, she is solidly, solidly Team Liza. Yes. That was such a cop out. No, but it's true. She's always like, I just, she's just a. What's your mom think, Peter? What, or do you want to stand up and tell us? Just say, team me. That's all I need. You got it. I mean, 
You know, but I, 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 I will say this. I was out shopping for a stove. I was shopping for a stove. I walked into a showroom. The lovely woman stood up behind the counter and said, oh my God, I'm such a big fan of the show. I said, that's great. Thank you so much for watching. Um, and then we were walking to, for her. She was walking and she was going to show me the stove and she turned around and she says, I, I really think that she should be with Josh. And I was like, <laughs> not buying your stove. Oh, wait, can I ask so, you a question? Didn't you get like hit? By somebody was it one oh, of the one God. of the, you got, the, you the, got the, hit the last the, season at the end of the season at the end of the season uh, when when I at the end of season two when I when I finally kissed you uh, after that air that was on the Upper West Side and there was a, a woman who was on in years and she was uh, uh, she was wheeling along her laundry in one of those things in one of those baskets and and she I was standing there on the phone and she and she stopped with her cart and she walked over to me and she goes whap and she smacked me in the shoulder and he goes took you long enough <laughs> I was like I'm sorry so people have strong feelings that's uh, but if you're oh, trying invested. to sell me a stove just don't tell me what team you're on Nico yeah I mean my mom like weirdly obsesses over Peter Herman in a beautiful way, because I also explain how incredible this man is, Offset, and like what this, his words, y'all hear it. I mean, he is just one of the most special people I know, for real. Um, and my mom knows that. So, yeah, I'm done here. Um, Molly? That was a non answer. Uh, okay. Oh, listen to you. It was Peter. <laughs> uh, seemed like an, a non answer. Anyways. Um, I okay. loved your answer. Thanks. Thank you. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, I just, I looked out to my partner and she mouthed Team Josh, so. Yes! Josh. <laughs> I love your hair. But it's dark. I don't know if you necessarily saw what she was actually, but. I love you. It's okay. <laughs> Charles. What's the, what's the tally at now? What do we have? Many? A lot of non-answers. So non-answer, non-answer. All right. But that's kind of the point here is like we've moved past Team Josh and Team Charles. No? Yes, no. no. <laughs> that's fine. Oh, no, we have not. Well, some people just can't move on. Yeah. Um, I don't know. You know, I always root for the underdog. And oh. so. Uh, so which one's the underdog? Exactly. There is no underdog. It's Team Zane. Non-answer. I'm Team Liza. Fist. Team Liza. Team Liza. Team Liza. Whatever's best for Liza. <laughs> you like that? <laughs> Debbie. Um, well, I have a dysfunctional family, as we most of us do. And my mother doesn't get cable, doesn't have the right package. I don't even know if she's seen younger, but she sees my Instagram. Um, my friends are kind of divided. Um, my fans, globally, hello, uh, stop me in the airport, and they're very Team Josh or Team Charles. Oh. I personally have only met Charles, like, in a scene last week, even though I love Peter Herman. Um, so I'm Team Josh, but my fans are divided, and it's heavy. I'm, like, checking out at the grocery. I'm on the subway. People get in my face. Like, it really intensely, you know, it's, it's incredible. It's incredible how passionate people feel about this situation. I, I, I kind of feel like, it's a big deal. Let it fuck them both. <laughs> but, you know, they Woo! have to choose a side because we're in a divisive time in America. So, 
you know. <laughs> team, uh, yeah, Team Duff. Come on, Team Duff. Uh, I'm going to spare Hillary and Sutton on this one because I want to no, ask No, you're not. One I want to know. What about the judger you gotta, you who judged everybody answer. else's answers? You're you gonna have like less answer. than a minute. What? You're going to like moving. my answer. No, we're skipping you two. Let's move on. <laughs> we have 46 seconds left. You got one more question? Darren, <laughs> can you give us three words that will tease no. the whole rest? There's one. There's one. Give Ambition. us some tease for the rest of the season. Hmm. Uh, it's not what you're expecting. Or we don't know, by the way. <laughs> I know. You guys are still shooting. Never. We're Four still shooting. It's still up in the air, Team Josh or Team Charles. We're debating it right now. We're going to leave here and stay up till 2 a.m. and figure out this last episode. Well, we have season seven, eight, nine, ten. Is, is there I an end game? We have so much more to go. I, I have to say I feel like this show has legs. It's not, it's not, I hope it's not over this season. We don't plan it. We're not planning for a season, a, a series end over this season by, by any stretch. Oh, you heard it. Amazing. And on that note, I hope everyone will tune in to Younger. Season 6 premieres Wednesday, June 12th at 10 p.m. on TV Land. Thank you guys so much. Thank you. Thank Thanks you. to this amazing crew. Thank and you the so writers much. in the audience. Woo!